And we are brand new and live with a bunch of new things going on. In case you didn't see it, we just now included our sponsors on our podcast. Uh, we want to thank Broken Egg and Technonicraft Studios for providing some stuff for us. And today at the end of the show, uh, at the end of the media section, we'll be giving away three, where that? three gift certificates to Tectonicraft Studios. Um, and at the end of it, I'll message you and you'll send me stuff and I'll get you the codes, uh, which don't forget, he is definitely having reduced shipping on all of his stuff this uh, month. So get your stuff. So John, what episode are we on? Uh, episode 18. I think we said hey, 18. We're on 18. Wow. We've been doing this 18. for a while, which we need to talk about that. Uh, next week, guys, we will be on, but after next week, we will be off for two weeks, isn't it? So be yep. sure and stay tuned, because next week is our holiday episode. There will be cookies, there will be chocolate, there will be singing. So we will definitely be planning some fun stuff next weekend. Uh, we'll be off the 24th and the 31st, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to have stuff for you. We will have, I have two reviews, one for a board game and... One for an RPG. John says you have a mini movies. Minis and movies. Uh, I'm not going to promise the 40k review because Jesus, I haven't gotten to it yet, and there's okay. no guarantee I will yet. But that's that's in the plans. Uh, plus, there will be at least uh, one episode of the Adventures of Sewer Bear hitting at some point in there. Sweet. And then Kathy, what do you got planned for us during this Christmas time off? I have I have uh, one miniature. For the raffle, Aaron, the raffle winner from November. Okay. I have another miniature that I will be painting in December and shipping out in December to our December raffle winner uh, of our Patreon subscribers. And I will have a video, the, the bases that we made in my last video will be painted in this video. Sweet. So, how to paint these bases. Yep. So, guys, if you haven't noticed, if you want any of these cool things going on, please subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, it helps us keep our lights on. helps us keep paying the bills. Um, it's not cheap, but it's not super expensive. And every bit of money we take in, we try to find ways to give it back to you. Um, other than that, like I said, it's $1 level. It's a big thank you. You get the pre-ramble. $2 level. Uh, you get a dice. Uh, if you have not gotten your dice, because I found out some people didn't get it because they're stores messed them up or their post office messed it up let me know and we'll definitely get you your dice uh five dollar you get all of our three for one special which is what we just talked about and then at the fifteen dollar level you get put in a drawing for a miniature painted by kathy by her she gets to choose it uh, and if you know kathy's painting she's an amazing artist and then we have a special twenty dollar uh one that's going to be coming up that if one person donates 20 bucks <laughs> to our patron, after that gets put in and paid for, Kathy will rap Wild Wild West by Will Smith on the show. All we need is one person for one month. True story. You want to make me uh, make a fool of myself? Then let's... <laughs> you, you need help? I do that shit on my own. <laughs> That's <what> I'm thinking. <laughs> Um, also, we've been talking with, um, like I said, we're doing some special things with Broken Egg and Tectonic Craft Studios that we're going to be including on the Patreon. Uh, we got some really cool stuff lined up. Can't talk about it yet. Um, but uh, we have our graphic artist working. Um, so you can do it. 
Uh, actually, Congo, uh, you can pledge twenty dollars a show if you'd like. But people that do it, uh, <laughs> Hitton's gonna beat you to it. Um, oh dear God! <laughs> I hope somebody does because this is gonna be amazing. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I just can't see what Gonzo chooses for me next, and then what Kathy and I choose for Gonzo after that. Yeah. <laughs> we try to give each other crap. Um, oh, I love you, John. You're, the, you're awesome. Also, <laughs> of course, Patron had changed up all their stuff that's happening, so if you could see a change to your bill, uh, it's not us. It's them. Yeah. Um, and if you have a problem with that, talk to us. Maybe we can work something out. We really need your help with this. Uh, if not... Um, we understand if you yeah, have to it, leave. It's negatively affected a lot of uh, people who are on Patreon. Um, I hope it doesn't hurt overall, but uh, hopefully just a thing where, I mean, I'm looking at I I have a couple of different things I, I uh, patronize, and I'd like to just, I'm just give them the extra money. And now if it means they get more money and I pay a little bit more, that's cool. I'm not going to lower any of my levels. Maybe you have to in some cases if it ends up being a little too much for you guys. But yeah. uh, the real hard part is if you're, if you're, uh, have a lot of different things you patronize. They're going to charge you a little fee for each one. It's not a huge fee, but it's um, a little bit. What Patreon did, Maxim DT, is instead of us paying for your services and paying the fees to process your payments, you pretty much what it is is they're going to put on a thirty-nine cent um, fee plus two or two plus two point nine percent or two point I think it's two point nine percent on top. Of what you're doing, um, and so you'll be paying thirty nine cents plus two point nine percent, thirty five cents and two point nine percent. Yes, yeah, on top of what you pay. So if you're paying a dollar, you're paying like a dollar and a half, roughly. Yeah. Um, for every time you donate, which it can be. I mean, depending on how much you donate, yeah, it can it can add up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess someone. I said uh, DT. That is exactly what I said. It's like a it's like a shitty tax on patrons for you know pledging well, their support to us. Yeah, it's really just the money coming the different way, rather than it being you know almost all, most of it going to us. We're losing. You know, they they say most creators got about eighty five ninety three percent of their funds. Now everyone's going to get ninety five percent. So their heart's in the right place. But I'm not sure this was the right way to do it. Correct. Yeah. So uh, yeah. if you have an issue with it, come and talk to us. We are we're kind of thinking about what we can do to help y'all out um, because okay. we do want you to help us, but we don't want you to feel horrible about doing it or break your bank. Yeah, and I'm following this pretty uh, pretty carefully, and I'm looking at uh, some of the options as other people who I uh, follow uh, talk about them and see what we could possibly do as options. So with that said, uh, let's go ahead and start with our drinking. Kathy, what are you drinking tonight? I am, I am once again drinking uh, Bombay Sapphire Gin mixed with ginger ale. And I have discovered that only eating pizza for lunch as the only food I ate um, makes my gin a bit more effective than I thought it would. Also, ah, yes, I have coffee. <laughs> so, you know... Stimulant, woo, and gin, woohoo! <laughs> John, what do you got for tonight for us? Uh, well, I finished the screwdriver I had earlier, and uh, I and then now I've got some uh, uh, black cherry whiskey, uh, Jim Beam mixed with uh, cherry coke. Ooh, 
for extra cherry, and I also have not eaten since lunch, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to pull my adult fun. pants up and get ready to man up. Ugh. <laughs> it's going to be unfortunate. Shall I man up as well? Uh, just pull your dad. Uh, you can adult up. My, my roommate really gets upset when I say man up. <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, I, I guess I could... Uh, here we go. So what are you drinking? I you have dinner. I did have dinner. I had tacos, uh, but I'm drinking the last of my winter drying coffee stout and having some more sort of leech. Uh, but I'm also going to be snacking on some Reese's snack mix during all this. So with Wait, that that's said, the one that has the Reese's pieces and the tiny Reese's peanut butter cups and peanuts. Yes, it. Does. Oh my god, I had that yesterday. Oh. Ah. I felt that's, like it needed more salty stuff in it, though. So. I'm touching that. <laughs> so here we go, guys. Um, I hope you have a good time. Yeah, yeah I hate you. <laughs> You're on. All right. Mm. And that oh, stuff is still good. <laughs> so with that said, um, John... You actually brought this up, and we saw it, and I figured it would make a good discussion for us, because you brought up the painting. Oh, the, the hobby, hobby streak. streak. Yes. And so we wanted to go ahead and talk about that. What can you tell me? Uh, Where did you get this? I have to say, I can't take any credit from it. Uh, I, I know. was on Twitter at work one day, and uh, Twitter's perfect bite-sized thing for me to check at work. Here and there, and uh, Chris Miller from uh, Lost Hemisphere had shared it, and I'm like, that's interesting, you know, it's a good way to keep yourself motivated, mm -hmm. so I uh, grabbed that and uh, sent it home to myself in a message so I wouldn't forget, and uh, just started cataloging what I was doing, and uh, so far it has kept me going every day, I've even got uh, one to post for today after we get done with the podcast. Cool. I will have to actually paint after the podcast, because with my Adepticon staff meeting and with the podcast, I have not actually had time to paint yet today. <laughs> well, I haven't painted anything. I put a lot of models together, but it, it's really cool because it's, it's not like it's a big commitment. The whole idea is that every day or every day that you can, you hobby at least 30 minutes. You know, paint, base, put models together, whatever. Um, hobby at least 30 line. minutes. Yeah, filed mold lines, however you're doing it. I used to take pictures of, you know, people say just one picture. I actually take before and after just because it's more interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, just to, so you keep yourself going. And then you post it on social media and you hashtag uh, Hobby Streak. Uh, keep track of what day you're on and you keep going. And then you can just keep challenging yourself to keep going. Or if you have to stop for a reason, you challenge yourself to beat your last best. And 30 minutes really is not much. Honestly, I find I've been doing more. <clears throat> I think one day I did 35, one day I did 45, the rest of them doing an hour because I just listened to a podcast while I'm hobbying, and it's about an hour long, it's perfect. But it, it's kept me focused. Some nights I'm like, yeah, I'm just chilling. I'm like, oh, no, I should continue that hobby streak and just get some more stuff together. And, I'm uh, at hobby streak, uh, hashtag hobby streak day four. Uh, should I paint tonight after we're done? I will be at hashtag hobby streak day five so i feel like i need to because otherwise tomorrow i will be back to hobby streak day one one yeah i know 
So that's how that works. I miss a day. I'm back to day one. Um, I'm at Hobby Street day zero. <laughs> because Dude! I decided not to do it until after the show. Because I have a hard time painting my miniatures. That is my biggest thing. I It's mostly because I suck at painting. So I have a hard time getting motivated to paint. And I think that's why... We will why, change this. Yeah. We will change this over time. So we got to figure out what we can do to try to keep people motivated. Mm-hmm. And, and, dude, I think this is a really good idea. And we've had a lot of people share our post and share this information because they think it's really cool, too. Um, mm-hmm. Because we have a lot of people on Facebook that, you know, do a hobby. They like stuff. us. Yay! Yay! That, that <laughs> like to hobby. That like yeah, to well. paint. That like to, you know, assemble models and stuff. Yeah. And boy, do I have models to assemble. I oh, can't even tell yeah. you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, my one of my biggest things about painting is there's a reason why my Grimkin have the sketch style. Because I suck at painting. There's nothing wrong with the sketch style as a building block to later add extra color. No, you don't know me. <laughs> I hate painting because I, so I, 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 I really had, suck at it. I had somebody looking at my Necromunda stuff, and if you looked at our Facebook page in my Necromunda album, I have work in progress pictures of the Goliath gang that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And it started out with a sketch style uh, with a black base and uh, rust xenothal highlight. And then I just dry brushed uh, the secret weapon weathered wood, which is kind of an an Mm off-white. I just dry brushed that over it to pick out the highlights. And I had somebody today tell me that that, they looked done because I had already completed the, uh, the flesh tones. But I hadn't done it and added any color to the to the armor. I only have two guys that are fully completed. And I added, like, blue and red to one. And I added purple and yellow to the other. And I plan to do colors for, you know, the bold, like, superhero kind of colors to all of the, the gangers. But this guy said they all look done already because I already had the skin tone and the metallic finished. So he was like, I thought they were done. <laughs> so sketch style, you know, you just throw a little metallic on there, mm-hmm. you know, throw a little skin tone on there, and people are going to be like, that's done, you yeah. know. And then you can come back in later with some color if you want to. No, see, my sketch style is I take a miniature, prime it black, paint it with a darker gray, take that mm-hmm. darker gray, Dry brush it with a lighter gray. Dry brush it with a, a lighter, lighter gray than that. Then dry brush it with the white. And then dry brush it with another white. And then touch up the white where I want the white to show more. And then I put a little pop of color around the eyes or the mouth. And then I base it and go, done. See, essentially, that's what I was doing. Only I chose instead of black, gray, and white as a monochromatic... I chose black, uh, rust-colored primer, and an off-white. That's the only real difference. And then I just added a... But the color I used was a very translucent color, so it would let that grayscale kind of show through. And that's the key. Like, if you have, like, Warcolor, uh, the brand of paint Warcolor has Mm -hmm. 
these translucent and transparent paints. And it says right on the label, transparent or translucent. So you know. It's got some that have right on the label, opaque. So you know that that's opaque. That's not the color that you want. You want one that's translucent or transparent to tint that, that value that you already have established. That's all you need. That's, and done, you know, with a little extra color. So instead of black and white, now you've got a little extra color. Well, honestly, we're discussing in the chat room. Max D said, Zenithal priming, wash, dry brush, better than nothing. And I yeah. countered with base coats, better than nothing. <laughs> Either way, yeah. I mean, you've got it doesn't color matter. or you've got some value. Paint, yeah. Exactly. Like, even just primed and, and a quick dry brush to bring out the highlights, you know, that actually looks fine on a tabletop. You're like, oh, I see what that is. That's fine. You know? Yeah. People like to go further, but, you know, it's... And this is a big thing in the hobby, and I've noticed in certain tournaments and formats is people like to push people to go beyond what they want. And that's sort of the point of the hobby to get a little far afield is that it's what you want from your hobby, not what yeah. we want your hobby to be. You know, but that's sort of the point of hobby streak is just to get your hobby on however you do it. One guy asked, Can I can I list build for that? I'm like, Well well let's say let's say hobbying, you know, it's similar. I mean, go with it. Just say you built list today, you know. It's no one's gonna judge you on oh that it wasn't really hobbying. If you it's spend a good half an hour building lists because that's your thing that's part of the hobby. I don't is see why it can't be Legion? Is demoing Legion part of my hobby streak? Eh, maybe. I mean, it, playing's different, <laughs> and I know they're trying to keep it there, but, you know, it, it's it's on you. It's what you want to count your time as. You spent time in the hobby doing stuff. Does that count? It's up to you. It's This isn't like the great uh, hobby streak council is going to come down upon you like, that's not really a hobby streak. <laughs> what do you think is a hobby streak? Did, that did is you keep so doing the hobby? True. That is so true, John. That's what matters. I mean, you, you know, you know, did you, did you literally spend half an hour demoing a new game, or or playing a game with new people? You know, you just—that's part of the hobby. People like to think of the hobby as just the modeling, building, and painting portions, but the hobby is everything from feel, putting stuff like together to paying. About the hobby is part of the hobby. Like mm -hmm. what we're doing right now. Is part of the hobby. Absolutely. I mean, it, like I said, it, this is hobby streak is a personal thing. It's what you want to consider it. If your hobby streak is playing games, you want to spend at least half an hour playing games. Maybe it's because you're just playing some games with your kid in the ministry games. That, that's fine. Add everything I, to it. Catalog it. Keep every, that'll motivate other people to do stuff as well. Because that's the idea. Is we all motivate each other. Because I see other people hobby streaking. Because for a before I post my next one, I go on Twitter and I just type in hashtag Tobby Streak in the search, and I see what people are doing, and then I go and post mine. Yep, yep. So I, I get a lot of inspiration from seeing other people's work, and it doesn't matter, you know, whether you're a master or whether you're painting a tabletop thing. Like if you have a really cool color scheme, like there was this one guy who posted on Tabletop Minions today. He had a fantastic Nurgle. Uh, character and he had him in these this sort of pink color scheme it was amazing it was just fabulous color scheme it was original you know and mm -hmm. he was just asking what could I do to make it better you know 
and and everybody's you know everybody's you know providing their own comments for you know mm-hmm. how they like to see stuff you know more contrast less contrast i don't know if i like pink i like green is nurgle supposed to be like this i don't know i really enjoyed seeing it i thought it was really uh a nice concept and sometimes that's all it boils down to is the concept whether it's mm-hmm. well executed or not you know I can really yeah, appreciate that that kind of work and that kind of creativity so if if I'm having trouble hobbying and when I'm talking about hobby is, is I really need to get my stuff painted and because I'm going to competitions is and, and doing it how do I get myself and push myself through units because right now, I have to paint a lot of models for my heretic list. I've got, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, a, probably about 35 plus models. Do you airbrush at all? No. I've never used an airbrush. I don't even own an airbrush. That was, see, that was me and Jim up until last year i want to say when we got one of the badger airbrushes we had the patriot something and uh so all of the priming is done with the airbrush and it makes things so much faster like prime it black zenithal highlighting done like these necromonda things it was prime it black zenithal rust colored highlighting mm-hmm. and then i just went by hand and did a dry brush of the lighter color so you can still I mean, just because you're using an airbrush for priming or zenithal priming or whatever doesn't mean you can't go in with your brushes afterwards and and start moving stuff around that way. Um, but but if you're doing big amounts of guys, I recommend maybe learning how to use the airbrush because, oh my God, did it ever speed things up. Or else just using some rattle can kind of primer and then a lighter rattle can primer to to do your zenithal highlighting you know that also helps speed things up well say i mean for me i prime everything black and my grimkin i don't zenithal primer any of them at all i just prime it black and then get started on it but i mean there's just so many models I, i i look at it and i'm like holy crap this is just a lot to do at one time grab like a gray primer or a white primer and just try a you know, in a can, and just try zenithal highlighting on a unit and see how that works for you. Because I feel like that will really speed up your uh, your underpainting, you know, your your value sketch oh. that you're doing. See, I don't even do any... Like I said, when I do sketch, it's not even a sketch. It's, I take it, prime it black, and then I put a overall gray coat of whatever that my gray that I'm using. And after I let all that dry... Then I just take this big old tank brush I have and just start dry brushing everything. And so, that's pretty much all I do. But, I mean, I've got, like, you know, like I said, it's probably about 50, 40 to 50 models that I need to paint and trying to get yeah. through large projects. I've seen your, I've heard your problem right there. You said it's a lot to do all at once. You don't do it all at once. How, well, you do it in chunks. You go like, all right, I'm going to paint this unit or this half a unit while I listen to a podcast, watch a movie that I don't have to pay attention to, something like that. Figure out how long you have to get it done. Break it down like, you know, sometimes you have to break it down like, I have to get X models done a week. Even if it's and, just five guys. Yeah. It adds up. 
if it's just a half an hour, like I'm gonna do a couple things real quick, half an hour while I watch this stupid comedy on TV. I don't need to watch it because they're talking about stupid shit. Just boom, get some stuff done, put it aside, you're done, go on, then come back the next night. Yep. Yep, and all of a sudden, by the end of the month, you're like, holy shit, did I just paint 20 guys? Did I just get them to this stage? So, what do y'all do when you're actually painting? Uh, I listen to podcasts, because I can't watch anything, because I will stop and start watching the thing. <laughs> That's how I am. I can't watch stuff. I can't have stuff, TV or movies on in the background, unless it's something that I've seen a million times. Well, yeah, I can put on, like, The Avengers or The yeah. Replacements or any of the Star Wars movies. But even then, I might look up from time to time. I lose a little bit of time. Really, I just suggest just, just podcasts. Find something you like um, or music. Go like, all right, this is a cool playlist of music. It's about a half an hour long, an hour long. Boom, go. Podcasts, um, music, audiobooks. Audiobooks, yeah. Yep. If I've got a few hours where I can paint, and since I paint all the time, uh, that's what I'm doing. I've got a few hours, I'm going to listen to an audiobook, I'm going to listen to a documentary, or, you know, I'm going to have Christmas music on, like I had today, Earth, Wind, and Fire's uh, funk Christmas music. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> that was pretty good. Funk Christmas, yes. Um, but yeah, I mean... Multiple people have said that they listen to us or something similar to us while they uh, while they paint, which is, I mean, we're an hour and a half of paint time if you guys can do it. You know, they have yeah. to look at us. In fact, in some cases, it's better not to look at us. <laughs> so much better just listening and yeah, not but doing. Just find something. Maybe you uh, listen, you know, just, just find something you, you, you want to listen to. Like, uh, or if you can, like Gonzo, you said you can, you know, have movies in the background. Do that. I mean, good Lord. Yeah, There's a ton of movies that are, yeah, that are dialogue centric that you don't necessarily have to look at. I'll talk about one of those later today. <laughs> and you can put those on in the background. Nice teaser, John. Hey, you're welcome. Professional <laughs> <laughs> here. Um, what about um, what about these hobby hangouts I've been seeing people people doing? Because uh, I'm actually part of the Facebook group, and they're using Google. I guess it's Google. Hang out this doing it. Out. How often do people usually get on those? I actually did my second ever hobby hangout last week, which was with Audrey Cole, and she is hosting one for Europeans, and it starts at I think three o'clock uh, Central Standard Time, which is six o'clock Greenwich Mean Time, and she's in Italy. So she's doing it for Europeans, but that just happens to be a time of day when I am painting. Mm -hmm. So I joined up with that one, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was her first time hosting a, a hangout for for the Facebook group uh, hobby hangout, and uh, so it was just her and me and this one guy from uh, the UK. So, and we talked a little bit about Doctor Who, you know, and uh, we painted a little bit. I was only on for like an hour and a half, um, but it's great for, you know, to talk about what you're painting, uh, the colors you're using, the, the kind of paint you're using, mm -hmm. uh, get suggestions from other people, uh, you know, if you're hung up on, 
on some part of what you're painting and you kind of want some tips, you can, you can kind of ask other people. And it's nice yeah. to get that immediate feedback. Um, I find they do it every couple days, but the whole point is they have the open Hangout channels. Just jump in there and let people know, like, oh, hey, I'm hobbying and I'm in Hangout number one. People might come in and jump in Hangout number one and talk with you. Um, yep. I generally jump on there because it's usually uh, Robert Dresky, a.k.a. Flight Medic, jumping in there. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. He's a boy, and just happens to be at times when I've got some time, so jump in there, hang out, talk about whatever, and just do some hobbying. I mean, it, it's... Yeah. If you put it up there that you're in there, people will come if they're hobbying. You'll you'll get, from what I understand, you usually get one or two hits every time. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, Jim's been doing like the the Monday night or no Monday, the Wednesday night one that Caleb does, where he does his airbrush stuff uh, mm -hmm. first. He's got to hang out where where the CK airbrush does his stuff. Any of the tutorials and stuff. And then after that, they do like a open hangout. And so Jim's been doing that on Wednesday nights. And he's really been enjoying that. And it's fun to be able to get feedback from other people. Mm -hmm. And then to, you know, get tips from other people. You know, just do an exchange of ideas. And just chat with random stuff with other people. We had a guy from Malaysia on talking about random stuff, you know. Just sitting there, all of us hobbying, popping stuff in. It's it's just a good time. It's like, it reminds me as close as you can get to uh, back at uh, Earl Drop Zone Games. Just sitting around the gaming table, all of us chatting and hobbying. Yep, which, or like... That's, uh, that's at the, the life. Absolutely. That's what I miss about uh, the, the, the bunker, bunker, the Games Workshop bunker, was the hobby yeah. bar. And we would all sit around and talk about... You know, rules for 40k or rules for fantasy, and we would be painting and exchanging ideas and showing other people what we're doing. And they would come up and say, "Hey, I see that you're doing this. How do you do that?" And you mm -hmm. can sit there and show them how you're yep. doing this. You know, it's the whole reason that that we started the Fort Wapple at Adepticon, so people could just hang out and sit together and paint. And, and talk about what they're doing and exchange ideas. Yep, we, we had the same thing at the Glen Burnie Bunker. Uh, it started off, we had this, in this one nook, we had this giant conference table that people just sit around and chat and hobby at. When they finally got the hobby bar and they got rid of that table, it was sitting out there in the garbage, and I walked by and I gave that a good salute because <laughs> that table had some good memories. Yep, yep. It's, I have not found a place like the, uh, like the Battle Bunkers hobby bar, not since then. I won the lottery, cheers. I'd make a store, and that would definitely, yeah, <laughs> cheers. That would definitely be a focus, because if you can get that community, it is super awesome. It is the best hobby experience. Well, I mean, Kathy, you paint your, you, you, you paint for a living. That's your job. Yep. Um, how do you handle painting for yourself and painting for your job? How, do you find time to paint for yourself? I don't often get a chance to paint for myself, <laughs> and if I should paint for myself, I oftentimes will end up selling it to somebody. So when people say, hey, why don't you enter things into a competition, <laughs> I, I'm like, well, I don't have anything. I don't have anything because it doesn't stick around in my house long enough <laughs> before I ship it out to somebody else. 
Um, so, so I'm painting every day. Uh, and occasionally I get to paint something for me. I like to think the Necromunda things I'm painting are for me, but they're really for Adepticon, for their, uh, uh, their events, their demo games. And I think to myself, I really hope they'll just let me store them at my house in the off season <laughs> until the next Adepticon so that I can play with them. <laughs> so that's, that's me. I, I have a bunch of stuff that's like in various stages of being done and, and I'm always working on it, but I find that I'm more inspired to, to paint. I'm more motivated to paint when I have other people to talk to about mm. the painting. You know, Jim, he's like a workhorse. He can paint all the time, no matter what. He's just like listening to sports radio, painting. That's it. He doesn't need inspiration or anything, but I like, I like the motivation of the community, of, of talking to other people and sharing our ideas. Like, I'm doing this new technique that I discovered and you're doing this new technique that you discovered, and we're going to steal them from each other and rework it and make a new technique. And to me, that's what the community is about, is sharing our stuff and making making it new and different and then sharing it again, and it's evolving. It's always evolving. That's how all these techniques came about. People started thinking about, like, honestly, you know, 15 years ago, non-metallic metal wasn't even a thing. Yeah. But I'm sure some guys got together, started thinking about it, and then look where it is now. It is one of the things. Oh, I remember you know, the first time I saw OSL. It was a Golden yeah. Demon Award, and I was like, holy fuck balls, what is this? And it was like, I mean, it was amazing. And I was like, there's no way. How did this person do this? And now, you know, a lot of people do it. But I now mean, it's like, yep. yeah. It's common practice yeah i mean it was, and, and it was I remember crazy that too. it was cool mini or not was a big a big uh forum for that uh back when i started painting and so victoria of victoria miniatures mm -hmm. had this sort of dragon and then this space marine who was shooting it and the dragon's breath was was hitting the space marine and he was floating you know, in midair because the the breath of the dragon was so powerful and there was all this object source lighting and it was incredible. And that's the first thing I remember about being conscious of object source lighting. And for non-metallic metal, it was for me the catalog for uh, confrontation miniatures, the confrontation game from Rackham. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is no longer around anymore. They don't exist anymore. But um, they're, they're that's another story. Still. Um, Confrontation is coming back, though. Fantastic miniatures, and they had some fantastic painters that they were really doing them justice. balls. And I absolutely painters. loved that style of painting. And mm. that, as a beginning painter back in '02, was the thing that I was aspiring to. Since we're talking about that, I'm going to throw a question in here from Facebook from uh, Sam Gardner Jr. He wants to know, how important is knowing color theory in the miniature figure painting hobby? So, I took a year of art school once upon a time. 
and I took a color theory class. And I learned a lot, and it was very technical, and it was very dry. And I'm not certain that I consciously use it in my painting. I think you unconsciously use it, though, and I think most people who paint unconsciously use it because the whole color theory is, if I, it, unless I'm wrong by the technical definition, is using colors to complement each other using ones that contrast each other in the right spots to get that to work together. And I think that's the difference between people looking at the model like there's something off about that model and looking at the model going, that model is cool because those, you know, one person might have not done something right. Another person might have done something just right. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, contrasts go, you can have your obvious contrast, which is between light and dark. Mm -hmm. which is your your value contrast. And you can have your contrast between cool and warm. Mm -hmm. You know, which is your temperature contrast. You've got like a a blue or something that's more blue tinted, like a purple blue, mm -hmm. which is going to be cool. And then you've got like a a red purple, which mm -hmm. is going to be more orange. Yeah, or, sort of like the imperial warm, yeah. versus magenta. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that's a contrast. So you can start out with a red that has a very warm highlight, which is a yellow, orangey red, a peachy color. And then the shadow of it is going to be a, a bluish purple, maybe. A nice, cool color. Mm -hmm. So your shadow being cool and your highlight being warm, that's another contrast. You've got dark and you've got light and now you've got warm and you've got Cool. And I know painters, a lot of painters swear by their color wheel because it does help you with those, getting those contrasts uh, and the warm and cool and, and the opposite colors and all. Uh, you know, it, it visualizes it for you. Sometimes you need that before you put it on a model. I so, mean, and, and not only that, now you have a third contrast. <laughs> so your third contrast is between saturated and non-saturated. Desaturated, yeah. So you've got your really bright colors, or comic really, book and pastel colors, really as I call red, them. really magenta, really blue, and then you've got your desaturated colors, which have a little bit of gray in them, mm -hmm. or they're they're muted. So your red has a little bit of green; it's going to mute it down, and that's where your complementary colors. That's where your color theory comes in handy. You've got some bright red. You put a tiny little bit of green in it, it's going to mute it. It's going to make it mm -hmm. less bright. You've got some vivid purple. You throw a little brown, a little yellow in it. That's going to mute it down a little. Or if you've got a bright yellow, a neon yellow, and you throw a tiny bit of purple in it, that's going to mute that down. It's not going to be as bright. So that's your better third than adding straight black a lot of times. So. Oh, absolutely. I never use straight black. Almost never. So Almost there you go. Never. Color theory is important. Um, it's kind of next level in a lot of cases. Because honestly, you can just mix black with a color to, to mute it down. You're not doing it the best way. But it is still a way to do it. But, I mean, luckily in the internet age, you can just jump on or buy any basic miniature painting book. And they'll have tons of stuff on it. Um or there's tons of articles online for it. You can find stuff, but 
it, it is somewhat important. Well, and mixing black with your color isn't totally out of line. Because as we talked about, the saturated color versus desaturated also works for your darkest uh, shadows. So if you're mixing black with your color, you're desaturating it. Mm -hmm. And then your highlight, maybe you want to add something that is much more vivid and more saturated for your highlight. And you look at it that way, now you've got a couple different contrasts going. It's going to make it a little bit more interesting. Yep. And and don't hesitate to, to play around with it, because that's the whole that's point how of it. You, that's how you learn. Yep, that's how we got where we are today in miniature painting. People started playing around with stuff. See, I'm yep. more of a guy that's like, oh, I need this darker, here's a little bit of black. I need uh, a little bit lighter. Here's a little bit of white. <laughs> I mean, it'll work. You know what? It's not we'll necessarily you exactly using, what you want. We'll get you using colors eventually. <laughs> I actually bought a color wheel back a while back. I just never used it, and I just haven't had time. Um, and that's the reason why I painted up that um, uh, Colby was I tried to do something and tried to just push myself a little bit. And that's the reason why I also bought, you know, I spent a crap ton of money on good paint brushes and some stuff to help me out and get back on it and try to paint something up and make it look good. Um, and that's what I'm going to do with um, those marshals uh, from Malifaux. Death marshals? Death, Death marshals. Marshall. I'm actually going to put effort into it. So, so these are the five paints I use the most. Magenta, yellow, red, green, blue. Those are the Reaper Clear paints. They are really bright pigments. They're incredibly transparent. But if you build on them, they become very opaque. And I've been mixing them together. You can get those vivid colors. All those Necromunda guys that I did, well, the two that I finished was... All the color was added with those Reaper Clear paints only. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you go to our Facebook page and look at my Necromunda album, you will see what I'm talking about. Those those two guys, it was all just the Reaper Clear paints. They're just incredibly vivid, and they're very translucent. So if you're doing, like, uh, Gonzo's black and white style, you know, in monotones, and you just add a little tint of red to a few areas or you add a little tint of green to a few areas or you mix a little red and green and you make sort of a, a dark red, you know, you can still see that your value shade underneath it. So you've got that dark and you've got that light still, but now you've got some color. There's a good one. Maxim DT had problems. something. Eyeballs. Oh man, that is like the worst thing for me to do. I have tried every technique, paint the entire thing white, then put a little black dot, paint everything black, put a little bit of sight, turn the model upside down so the eyes don't look messed up, and paint them like that. I have tried everything, and I cannot get eyeballs worth a damn. I usually just, oh, you're just a straight white eye. That's it. Uh, I choose life. They're hard. <laughs> They're hard. I will, I will agree with you, DT. They are difficult. And they remain difficult no matter how much experience you have. Um, what I do personally is I take the whole eyeball area and I make it really dark. And then I, I go in with a fine point uh, brush 
any brush that I have that actually comes to an actual point or part of a point or it, it hooks to the side into a point. You know, the people who use synthetic brushes know what I'm talking about, where it hooks yeah. into a point. And I take that point and I make a dot in the in the center corner of the eye and then I make a dot in the outer corner of the eye of white. And I just hope for the best. <laughs> That's it. And Worst case, they work, look like me. Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't work, I paint over it and do it again. <laughs> um. What's funny is I was actually talking to a friend of mine, um, one of our local guys, Dion, and he's a really good painter, and he does something that I didn't think was, I didn't even think about, but he has two water cups for cleaning his brushes in between paints, and so he uses one, then he, you know, he gets it off, and then he wipes it off, and then he goes to another one to get even more off on it, and I asked him why he does that, and he says, you know, to get more paint off the brush, it doesn't contrast it, but he says it's more of a ritual to him, so... I'm curious, what rituals do y'all have? I mean, I use two water cups, but one for regular and one for metallic, because you don't want to get some metallic flakes and everything. That mm -hmm. is my paint water. And then I have a tiny cap of water that I refill every time I paint. It's like a bottle cap, mm -hmm. essentially, full of water that is on my palette right next to my paints that I'm working with. So I can take my brush and moisten it and water down a little bit of my paint, you know, uh, so that I can get it a little thinner. I don't need to do it as much now that I have a wet palette. But I it's still helpful. Uh, but I always am dipping that one and rinsing it uh, just a little bit. If I have a lot of paint on my brush, I go to my big cup and rinse it off. If it's just a little bit, I take my little bottle cap full of water and I, I just give it a cursory rinse. But I figure if I've got a little bit of pigment in my brush from the color that's next to the color I'm working with on the model, it doesn't matter because those two colors that are side by side are kind of reflecting off each other anyways. Like if you look at somebody in reality, like my red sweatshirt, it's reflecting off my face. So there's going to be a little red in my face right next to where my sweatshirt is anyways. So what do I care? I'm not as careful as some people. <laughs> um, so, like, for me, when I'm painting, I have to have some background noise. And so we've got that. We've got that covered. Um, but keeping myself on task is my biggest issue. I mean, of course, I'm an ADHD to begin with. I have a lot of problems <laughs> trying to keep concentrating. What, what can I do, one, to make sure I get my hobby streak above one and stay above one? Because that's going to be my problem. <laughs> if I get to five, I'm going to be just surprised. Um, and also getting and staying on it for 30 minutes. And, and keep my mind on it and stay on it for 30 minutes. Not do, hey, here's five minutes, squirrel. Hey, here's three minutes, squirrel. You know, what, what can I do to I help? That's why I listen to a podcast or something, something that has a set duration. So I know while this is on, I should be hobbying. When I'm done, I should be looking at other stuff. Like uh, tonight, you guys were having this whole conversation about Star Wars Legion, and I'm just like, yep, minimize that. I'm over here hobbying. When the podcast is done, I'll take a look then. <laughs> it yeah, that's, it, it that's really helps page. because it's it focuses you. Your, your mind's like, while this is on... 
I'm paying attention, and I'm hobbying. This is what I do. That's a very good way to do it, John. I I do the same thing with audiobooks, where I know I have a certain stretch of time where I can get into the audiobook while I'm painting. But if I only have a half an hour, I'm probably going to either paint bases, which are pretty easy, mm-hmm. or I'm going to prep models, like filing mold lines or cutting things off sprues or something, or maybe doing some priming. Well, with a half an hour, I mean, if Gonzo's painting a unit, he can do, assuming a normal paint job on a unit, not the different style he's doing, more general idea, you can do one color on an entire unit in about a half an hour. And keep in mind, the hobby streak is not about just a half an hour. Like I said, I haven't done a single half, just a half an hour, maybe once in all of my six hobby streaks now. It's generally longer than that. <laughs> it's about at least that much to keep you motivated. Just go like, all right, uh, I'm going to grab these guys. And I'm going to paint uh, all the leather colors on them, right? all their boots and all their belts and all their other little stuff and do the touch-ups necessary. And that's what I'm going to do tonight. Then you go, cool, I'm done. Then you wander off to other stuff. You know what? That's exactly the way I approached my Necromunda stuff. I did uh, all the priming stuff first, and then I went in with the metallics, and I did metallic on all ten of my guys, and then I was done with the metallics, and I knew it. And I and I breathed a sigh of relief, and then later I tackled the black. Mm-hmm. So the pants and the straps were black. And I knew that's how I wanted to do it. And that's all I focused on. So, you know, I had the color that I wanted on my palette. I went and, you know, painted as much as I could. Since it's a wet palette, my paint remained there until the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was able to pick up where I left off the day before. Yeah, if you're painting on a day-to-day basis, wet palette is super legit and totally awesome. I even I have a wet palette, and I'm not much of a painter. I Granted, use spit. I bet money it's dry. All right, now it, it's incredibly helpful. My husband, he doesn't use a wet palette. I don't know, you know. It's not but a friend, I've got of a friend mine... who paints and doesn't prime. It seems yeah. stupid. It works for him, so I mean, <laughs> if it works for you. I if it ain't broke, don't break it. Right. <laughs> Exactly. There's not a wrong way to approach the hobby. Does paint really get on the bottle? A... Sounds good to me. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a good thing. Uh, okay, with that said, um, so, John, you're up to what hobby streak right now? Uh, I'm about to post day six when we get done tonight, and I eat some dinner because uh, I would like to uh, eat dinner before that. Okay. Kathy, you're going to get what? I'm going to be at day five. I'm still at day zero. Assuming I paint tonight when we're done with this. I'm sure you will. I have faith. <laughs> um, I might be able to start tomorrow. Just depends. Um, if not, I will definitely start Tuesday. But I do have um, my holiday break coming up uh, Friday after that. This is coming Friday. And I'll definitely try to get it. I uh, get some stuff done. I'm going to try to paint a lot. Uh, I definitely want to get my Grimkin painted up and finished. Um, if you're gonna, if you're on break and you're gonna paint in the middle of the day, then hit me up. We can do a Skype. Yeah, Skype painting. That's we will have to. That's when I'm painting is the middle of the day. I'm a morning person, so I'm painting in the morning or I'm painting in the afternoon, but not in the evening usually. 
I see a potential Twitch streaming, Kathy and Gonzo Paint, and Kathy teaches yeah. Gonzo how not to fuck up his models. That'll just be part of our holiday thing because we're not <laughs> podcasting on those two Sundays, so that's like yeah. the bonus. Bonus know. episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I have Skype at work. I just wish I could get away with doing that while I was working. Oh, <laughs> that would be so much fun. I mean, even if I have to stop and do work stuff, but it's they would frown upon that. I could just see that. You, 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 don't, you accidentally have your headphones away from your ear one time, and I'm like, well, fuck balls. And now all of a sudden... <laughs> Gonzo, that wouldn't even... No one would bet an eyelash at that oh, at work. Oh, that's no one. <laughs> good, because that would get in so much trouble with that. <laughs> Let's put it this way. The only reason my boss doesn't listen to this podcast is because he's not a miniature painter. He would get a hoot out of this. <laughs> my boss is a cool dude. All right, so I will try to start Tuesday. How about Tuesday? Because Monday is my play day, and I'm not going to consider that. I want to do the hobby and not, like I said, we also have a different type of hobby, but I want to do the hobby as my painting, modeling, mm -hmm. stuff like that, hands-on, not yeah. building lists and painting and playing lists because I can do that all the time. I need to get motivated to paint my army and get it done because, one, Adepticon's coming up. Uh, two, um, I actually want to paint another, a few other things for Adepticon besides my Grimkin to take with so me. So what, what are you painting for Adepticon? What's your goal? Uh, I need to finish my Grimkin. One, I need to finish at least the list that I'm working on. Uh, which and I how many models about. is that? That's probably about 50 plus. 50? Holy shit! Yeah. And then I've got um, a few models I think I want to take because I'm definitely going to be playing in the Company of Iron event one day. And I'm not sure if I'm going to take Grimkin or Kador. I'm kind of iffy on that right now. So. Grimkin. Hello. Well, Much cooler. Yeah, but um, Maxim DT and all the, my other Kador brothers were talking about um, AKs, uh, Assault Commandos, and Coming Iron, and they're really good in Coming Iron. They're just plus. a bunch of commies. Yeah, they are. They're <laughs> damn good commies. Uh, so it just all depends. Uh, I'm d still deciding on what I want to take. Uh, but I also have the Batman miniatures, uh, which I did pick up, and I did paint up uh, Bane. And I'm not sure if I want to take them, because I might want to play one of the Batman events on, like, Friday. Okay. I, I know uh, the guy doing the Batman stuff said that at least one of his events is sold out. So you may want to check on that. Yeah. Well, one of them, they're not even doing the stuff for it, because we don't even know the rules yet, because they're using a special rule set whenever it comes so, to that So, Konzo, how many models do you have? About 50 models? Yeah. You got 98 days between Tuesday <laughs> and Tuesday, March 20th before that. Come on, you got this. Now, uh, you know yeah, what? It's like half a model a day. I know. I should be able to I, get it done. I'm just very lazy when it comes to painting. Uh, you're talking to the guy who hasn't painted anything in like nine months. Well, hey, but you, months. you built some stuff. Yep. You I know? built the hell out of some stuff. Holy moly, built I built some stuff. stuff. Yeah. Uh, DT, I do That's not have... That's how you play games. I do not have, sorry, I've had some DTs. I do not have Bane handy with me. Uh, there is a picture of him on our Facebook page. Uh, I did paint, uh, show him fully painted up. And uh, I do want to paint this guy because he's already primed, so it's easy to get started. I just need to set up my paint area up here. Yeah. Chainsaw arm. Cause that's wait, awesome. what's a new, wait, somebody asked me what's a good painting soundtrack. Um, I'm not the person to ask because I like to listen to jazz most of the time. And most people don't care for that. 
so I, I like the you know. I, like, I like the soundtrack to the to the uh, game Bullet Storm. What is Bullet that? Storm? Oh my god, that's whoo! That brings back some memories. It, it's a re- the soundtrack. So I don't know why, but they release a soundtrack for free. I actually follow some soundtrack. It's like Soundtrack Geek. It's a it's a web it's a blog, and I you pay attention to what they do occasionally. And for some reason, they had it the whole soundtrack for free and i downloaded it it is awesome it has there's a couple really really good songs in there too oh yeah well is it is it like uh different bands or is it all the no, same no. It, it's all very rock and very very heavy yeah. okay. very heavy rock but yeah find just find some music you like um uh i'll listen to like i said i listen to podcasts if i don't i'm listening to either Music on YouTube or music off my uh, hard drive. Just just find some music you like. I mean, yeah. I mean, I personally, I'm like jazz most of the time in the Christmas season. I like to listen to Christmas music, but otherwise, I like that whole you know eating just, corpses. You know, Demi Borger. I like some, the uh, death some TSO. You can do some TSO. TSO is great background music. Finish death metal. <laughs> I'm just I, saying. I love it's any not death jazz. metal that's not U.S. I don't want any oh. chance of understanding the lyrics. The less oh. chance of me understanding the lyrics, the better it is, because I'm not trying anymore. It's just no, no. background like, death Borger, metal. It was all like, you know, eating burnt corpses. And, <laughs> you know, oh my god. It's, <laughs> it speaks I, to me. I'm just I, saying. I've actually listened to Japanese death metal. It's Like I said, I don't understand any lyrics, so, but that's not really much different. Anyway. Game Grumps. Game Grumps are very amusing. They do playthroughs of games and all. Oh, um, hey, somebody else likes jazz. Well, you know, thanks. I don't dislike jazz. It's just not my first choice. I would go with ska first, but that's me. It. Oh, my God. I love Ooh, ska. Man. I love me some ska. I like that's the Scatolites, which is funny because they're like ska and jazz fused together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm more a <laughs> third wave ska guy. I'm more real big fish. Uh,. Streetlight Manifesto. Mighty, mighty, mighty Boss Tones. Oh, who doesn't like the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones? Come on. Right? <laughs> what is everybody saying here? Uh, love Jazz, I Game Grumps. Oh, Oblivion? Soundtrack you know, to Oblivion? I've That's... never really listened to the soundtrack to Oblivion, and despite Tom Cruise starring in it, I enjoyed that movie. I haven't seen it yet. It is on my short list of movies to see. I'm hoping it becomes free at some point. But it might just have to suck it up and pay for it. I would be curious what you think because I enjoyed it and I am so not a Tom Cruise fan. Look, shitty action movies my is it's my jam. <laughs> so I mean if you get competent movie, I'm usually in heaven. Oh. Alright, with that said, let's go ahead and go to movies. We're gonna go to the media section. It's the last thirty minutes. Also we wanna thank uh Tectonic Dan Studios for doing this. He is our sponsor for the media section. What what? Thank oh you, Dan. Dan, thank you, Dan. Sponsoring my section. That's because you love me, right, Dan? So he is the one that's gonna be there. Um so John, go ahead with what you got. Uh well I'll go first the movie I watched that I teased a little bit earlier. Uh, and it is Lord of War starting Nicolas Cage. Um, it's the whole premise is he is an arms dealer and it is his story. And it's also a movie that is 50% narration. And I thought that'd be okay. But it's not. 
<laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, it's been people said it's a pretty good movie and all, so I had it on uh, on my list to watch. It's on Netflix for free still, um, so I'm not like upset. But uh, it was not a great movie. Um, it was vaguely interesting, but I did stop and check how much longer was left in the movie about four times. Just not a good sign. Um, so, God, it was uh, it's kind of mediocre. I mean, Nicolas Cage delivers a Nicolas Cage performance. In fact, I would say probably all the rest of the actors are a better performance than him. But he's Nicolas Cage, so... He's he's like they have a good Nicholas Cage performance is different than every other actor. He's held to different standards, but uh, he was solid. Um, I, I definitely didn't hate the movie, but uh, just due to the there wasn't a ton of action in it. it I don't want to say it was boring, but it was just kind of uninteresting. Um, God, I'm trying to say like uh, Jared Leto's in it. He actually does a decent job as his brother. Um, it's his whole story. The story is supposed to be kind of tragic, but as he has no, he doesn't feel bad about his life or what he's done or any of that. Uh, it, it kind of takes it away, takes away from any emotion you'd get from his ending and all. You just don't, you just don't care about him. <laughs> For the whole movie, I just didn't care about him. So, not great. Uh, maybe three shots of Kraken. Um, that being said, I would suggest you can see it as free on, on Amazon. It may you may like it a lot more than I did, but as an action movie guy, first, um, that's not the thing. I don't like a good drama. It's not a good drama. As a drama, it's mediocre as crap. As an action movie, it's less than mediocre. So take from what you will. Maybe give it. A, I, I definitely would not tell you to not watch it, especially for free. But uh, it was not great. So how many shots are you gonna give it? Oh, three. Definitely three. Definitely three? Yeah. Um, Kathy, did you watch anything this week? I haven't had time. Oh. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very short segment for me. I have not had time for watching movies. I am, in fact, looking forward to Star Wars next Friday, the oh, 11 yeah. o'clock p.m. showing, uh, oh. which, you know, I'm all set up to attend. And so, for our holiday episode, I will tell you what I think about that one. Definitely. I, I will also tell you, because I'm seeing it at 7pm on Friday, which is difficult yeah. when you get to work at 2.30, because you're like, what do I do for the evening time? <laughs> the thought is in my head to see it, and then see it again. We'll see what I decide. <laughs> okay, Gonzo, what did you watch? Uh, I actually didn't watch any movies. Uh, I watched a bunch <laughs> of series. Yeah, I actually watched uh, some series on Netflix. I completely finished Mindhunters, which I thoroughly enjoyed. But oh, I, I love uh, that one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super. If you, if you like mind thrillers and you like serial killer stuff and a different take on the serial killer type thing, you will definitely like Mindhunters. And it got renewed, so I was really happy about that. Good. I hadn't heard that yet, yeah, so yeah. I'm interested in seeing what they do with the characters uh, beyond the first season. Yeah, it uh, it it went through. I really, really liked it. I was very happy with it. Um, love the characters. There's stuff, and you're watching it, and you're just like, "Damn!" You're like, "Yeah, they went there," uh, and just stuff that they talk about. 
But I mean, it's interesting because it's loosely based off of real life events. Um, it's not true real life, but it's loosely based off of some life events. Uh, because it was interesting because they talk about, they don't call them serial killers um, right off the bat. Which they, is interesting. They did not have the lexicon yet. Correct. This is like this is like the sort of prehistory of the the whole idea of FBI profiling of serial killers. Correct. And they're so they're the whole the whole first season. They're just coining phrases that you would see later in uh, something like Criminal Minds or something. Yep. So um, I feel like it's like a prequel. To criminal minds in my mind yeah, pretty much that's, that's a good way to put it but i mean it's it's interesting because they don't concentrate on just one serial killer it's a whole branch of them a whole bunch of different ones a whole bunch yeah, of different ways and they're just they're just learning they're just starting to to hit the tip of the iceberg of you know what these serial killers are all about and how to how to do the psychological profiles of mm -hmm. them i just I found that series riveting. I yeah. had to watch the whole thing within two days. Oh, yeah. It was so worth everything that was in there. I highly recommend it. If you like a Criminal Minds type episode, definitely uh, watch that. Um, and then I also watched uh, Godless. I uh, didn't get through all the episodes. Um, I don't know if anybody's watching this. It's another Netflix. It's a limited series. Um, and it's a Wild West and it's about <clears throat> a town that has all their mining people um, are killed. All the men are killed, pretty much. And another mining company comes in to try to take over. And, of course, it's all the politics behind that. Um, and then it has a guy that was working for a group of bandit robbers or whatever that robbed something. And he's, like, run away from them, and they're trying to find him. Um, it's a really, really good Western. Um, I've been hearing a lot of good buzz about that one. I have a bunch mm -hmm. of friends who are telling me I need to watch it because I like Westerns. Yes, it's really good. Uh, I really like everything that's going on with it. Uh, I like the way it's filmed. Uh, definitely, you know, you can tell that they're out and about. Not a lot of sets. Um, which are there a lot of horses? Yes. Excellent, because yes. horses is what makes a Wild West movie. Um, there's actually, uh, there's actually technically there's... it's Indians. <laughs> it's it's horses. I... Look, I'm just saying. I know somebody who had a who, who studied Western movies in college, and he's like, "That's not a Western because there's no Indians." And I'm like, "Whatever, dude." Bullshit, there are man. Indians there's in here. Horses. There's Indians. horses. It's a Western. <laughs> Fucking Silverado. Silverado. Uh, nope. Look, you, you're talking about my favorite Western ever, so. I love it. I'm it's telling awesome. you. It's awesome. It's great. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's, it's really good. If you like Westerns, definitely go watch it. Um, it kind of breaks some of the stereotypes of Westerns that you don't normally see. Um, like uh, sexuality. Uh, is breached in this one. Um, it is an adult theme one, so there's definitely some adult themes in it. Um, there's definitely a lot of violence, which hey, I um, don't have a problem with. 
there's definitely quite a bit in there. It, it's got a lot of good characters. Um, it's got a lot of good moments. Um, I really, really like it. Uh, there's some good lines in there, too. Um, the deputy is amazing. He's my favorite character. Um, was it Jeff Daniels' character? Is a fucking ass. I mean... I mean, bad. His character is mean, evil, and rotten. And like, badass? Like, or an both, ass? Both. 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 Um, it is... You're just like, this guy's a dick. And he could kill you from a million miles away type thing. Oh, so, shit. He, uh, he's pretty good. Uh, so I haven't, I haven't got through it yet. It's only a limited series, so, you know, I'm not sure. I guess it's only going to be one season, I'm guessing. So I'm kind of okay. looking forward to the rest of it. Um, I'm definitely going to be binge-watching that once I get time. It is Fair on not. my watch list, and I will let you know what I think about that. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. Speaking of TV shows, I started watching an older TV show that just showed up on Amazon Prime. And that is? Andromeda. Oh my god! <gasps> oh my god! I love that show! I, I never watched it when it came out. I was busy doing other things. I think I was running a game store at that point, so my free time was, like, not much. So, uh, I figured, uh, I've been waiting for it to show up. Like, it's on YouTube, but the quality's hit or miss. Mm -hmm. But finally, it's on Amazon Prime. I'm like, hells yeah, I'm watching this. So I watched oh my god. It's the on first Amazon two episodes. Oh yeah. First two episodes were just technically, I think, the, the, the entire pilot. You know, two episodes worth. And, uh, I mean, it was pretty good. Like, if you factor in when it came out, because it's kind of old. Yeah. It so it used to be it used to air on Saturday afternoons, and Jim and I used to watch it, and the two of us loved that show. Of course, you know we liked um, Hercules and Xena as well. So oh, there's really no accounting for taste, but <laughs> oh my God, we. We both loved Andromeda. I could just like, I can't believe it's on Amazon Prime because now I have to go rewatch everything. Yeah, and and for or the first series that came out two thousand two thousand five, it's quite good. I mean, anything I could nitpick about it is the same thing that happens in any series from that side. Yes, the fight choreography is not that great. It's not a Hong Kong action movie for fuck's sake. Yeah. The science yeah. fiction is solid. It's interesting. It's I can tell it's a Gene Roddenberry idea because this is what happens if the Federation collapses because they've been betrayed by somebody and then people have to come back and and remake it, basically. Now, I'm only two episodes in, so I haven't started remaking well, The first two episodes were damn enjoyable. Um, some of it reminds me a little bit of Farscape, a little quirky at points. Not quite as quirky by any stretch, but... Little quirky. Uh, I love Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo was a great Hercules. I'll be honest. I love the hell out of those TV <laughs> movies and TV series. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going for as long as it'll hold my interest. Uh, I actually think it's better to watch this than to rewatch old NCIS episodes. Not that I wasn't enjoying them, but I get to something brand new, and it and it really gets that sci-fi itch I have inside me. So I am That's so happy that you just told me that they have that on Amazon Prime. I'm I'm I can't even say. Hey, I spoiled I it on uh, the last episode I, of oh, yeah. We finished all of the nineteen 
uh, series of the British show Midsummer Murders recently. Oh, wow. So, now we have something else to watch besides Allo Allo, <laughs> which is another British sitcom from the 1980s. Yeah, it, it's funny how I found it. I was going through looking for something to watch next week for uh, uh, minis and movies, and I saw that on the front page Amazon video. I'm like, I have a dramatist on here. Well, hell yeah, I know what I'm watching next. Because uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've been jonesing for some. This sounds weird for some good sci-fi TV series. Yes. Which we're gonna have to wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> We can talk about this on another episode, how much we love um, Andromeda, because I'm going to be rewatching the whole thing now. <laughs> yeah, is that... Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to keep rewatching it uh, when I can. It's doubly good because it's Amazon Prime, so I can watch it on my computer, don't have to watch it on the TV, which is sort of the point of contention. Because I'm a nice guy, and if the roomie is watching TV, I try not to kick her off my TV to watch TV. Nice guy, you know. So, but... Um, First episode, uh, it was interesting, it had very cool science fiction beats, the characters were, at least grabbed me from the beginning, you know, you could tell, like, that guy's the bad guy, you could see where things were going. Um, granted, not having the credit show before it would have been better, so you had more mis mystique about it, but I don't think they were trying for that at all. Um, I gave it a solid one and a half shots of Kraken, it was, it was good, um, especially if you factor in when it came from. I'm not expecting, you know, earth-shattering special effects and the best fight choreography ever ever to hit TV waves, because let's be honest. Oh, and Hinton B says only season one's on Prime right now. Well, you know what? I'll watch season one, and then we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll season two out. Maybe that'll be enough to state my, my science fiction needs, or maybe I'll just go watch Farscape again. Oh, both. Or Firefly. Or all three, because <laughs> oh they're God. all good. So does anybody else watch anything uh, I was actually else? thinking in Fire... Uh, not that I haven't talked about a mini's movie. Well, that's not true, actually. So I kind of made a decision that I, when I'm downstairs on with the TV, I'm going to start uh, picking up Arrow from where I left off and then watch The Flash. And maybe if I get time, Supergirl also, because I'm watching some clips on YouTube, and it seems like after that midpoint of season two of the Arrow... They, they they take it back up out of CW land into vaguely normal land. Mm -hmm. And the Flash just looks like it's so upbeat. And Supergirl looks like she's so toxically cute and everything is so upbeat. I, I think I want to watch those. Get some superhero on when I'm not watching Marvel movies. So that that's my plan, at least. We'll see how it goes. Like I said, I've been watching a ton of clips on YouTube and been... Yeah, at least very impressed with what I've seen. I tried to get into a lot of the CW stuff. Oh, Kathy's fading in that. Uh, and yeah, I tried. Oh. Yeah. Um, I tried to get into Supergirl, and I watched it when it was on one of the major channels, and just couldn't get into it. I tried to watch Arrow, and I watched part of the first season, and was like, uh, couldn't get into it. And I tried to watch some of Flash, couldn't get into it. And what was the other? The superhero team. Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. And just I just couldn't get into it. There was something about it. It was like... Oh, no. So, Arrow grabbed me the first season. He Okay, so, fair point. Green Arrow is basically Batman with an arrow. With Correct. a bow and arrow. And this really hits that up. And the first season was pretty solid. I enjoyed the crap out of the first season. The second season, 
early in it got a little too CWE for me, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah. And it still has some of those things apparently, but it, apparently it scales back later. Um, the scene, the scene in the Flash is full on comic book awesome, and uh, Supergirl looks also like full on comic book awesome. She's so quirky and and all. It seems cool, so I'll give it a shot. Uh, I love. I've watched some scenes from there. The Flash and Supergirl team up, and that looks awesome. That just a team up with two superheroes that is not because and they're not fighting. They're just, like, instantly friends, and it's awesome. Uh, and Maxim DC says, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, I haven't finished Season 3 yet. Season 2. The one where they had, uh, well, say, I, I'm almost done with one of the seasons. I haven't gone to the next season. I'm about a season behind. I haven't seen Ghost Rider or anyone like that yet. Um, because, yeah, I, I sort of gave up on it because it wasn't... Bad, but I felt like they went too far into superhuman minus level when they should have focused on the agent level. Yeah, and that's going on I right mean, now with the new season. It's yeah. it's it's gone really far off the deep end, in my opinion. And I'm like, you could have just given us. Uh, it it seems like when they went, it seems like when they went for Inhumans, that was the point where I'm like, you're pretty far afield from where you started. Maybe you should scoot on back. Yeah. And then here they haven't scooted on back, so I'm not really, not really on about it. But yeah. uh, and then uh, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, I watched the entire first season. It was pure comic book goodness. It was so comic book. Sometimes it hurt. I started watching season two, and it was extra comic book, and it actually hurt. <laughs> so I don't mind comedy, but when the comedy is so awkward, comedy, you're like, oh god, I got to change the channel, <sighs> and you're watching on that. Yeah, and I've been warned by Norin that uh, it doesn't get any better. Yeah, doesn't get any worse. So we'll see. But uh, I'm definitely gonna try and uh, give the rest of uh, Arrow season two uh, a shot, and then when they start incorporating the Flash in, try and get the Flash and uh, see if maybe I can get some enjoyment out of that. Because I don't read comic books anymore, just because I mean it's God, it's super expensive to give up comic books, and maybe this will 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 get that fixed. Right. I think we have one more subject we want to talk about. Is that correct? Do we want to go I here? I don't know, but I hear Gonzo typing away, so clearly <laughs> he has something in mind. No, uh, wait, okay, have, no, 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 I'm taking notes. <laughs> taking notes? Uh-oh. Yeah. No, what was the other subject we want to talk about? Uh, of course, nothing's happening this weekend, so that's not what we're talking about, right? Yeah, we're not talking about the new Star Wars movie coming out on Friday. Nope. We're not talking about that. That's that. That's just you know. That's just way in the background. Are we gonna talk about Star Trek? Okay. All right. We've been oh! we've been we've been holding this back because they announced that Quentin Tarantino <laughs> is going to make a new Star Trek movie. Quentin which... Tarantino is directing a new Star Trek movie in theory, and it's that's the rumor. And he wants it as rated R. Now. Yep. Where this is my response? <laughs> Where does everybody fall on this scale? All of you in the chat, let us know. Uh, John will tell us exactly what he thinks. Go for it, John. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. 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 I personally so. have like I'm a fan of Tarantino, and I'm a fan of Star Trek. I'm a fan of the original series. 
I cut my teeth on the original series, literally. So, and uh, so I'm interested in seeing what he does with it, with with Gene Roddenberry's vision of Star Trek. See, that's the thing. That's it. Uh, let me get my program out of the way. I like Quentin Tarantino movies for the, for the most part. Um, of his catalog, I like all but one movie I've seen. We went over this earlier. I, I don't like Inglorious Bastards, but whatever. Some people do. I don't think it was a badly made movie. I just didn't like it. The problem with Quentin Tarantino is that he is not going to do anything with Gene Roddenberry Vision. He's doing his shit in space. It's not going to be true to Gene Roddenberry's vision. It's it's not going to be Star Trek. It's going to be Quentin Tarantino makes some fucking space movie. It, it's going to be unfortunate. Is it going to be like Kill Bill in space? It, it's going to be something crazy. I mean, blood, that's the problem. Blood, I don't, blood. Yeah, I, I don't feel like he can rein himself in enough to make a good Star Trek movie. Now, if you're telling me Oh, you know, Quentin Tarantino is going to make a cool space movie. I'm fucking in. But That's I don't valid. want to make it with Star Trek because he's he's not going to do Star Trek justice. He is going to do his own fucking thing, and it's going to be Star Trek, and it's going to be fucking terrible because of it. It's not going to be anything. I mean, let's be honest. The new Star Trek stuff has gotten pretty far afield from Gene Roddenberry's vision. And I was going to say, to be fair, no one is doing Star Trek like Gene Roddenberry's vision. And no one has done it. That's since Next Gen. Fair. Fair. Absolutely fair. Um, the, the underlying theme of Deep Space Nine was true to his vision, even with the war. But Next Gen was the last one that was really true to his vision. Um, and the real problem with Star Trek is is that no one's doing anything in the future of Star Trek. It's, let's go to the past and introduce this fucking bullshit tech. Oh, like, yeah. I'm yeah, talking about you, yeah. Discovery. Spore drive! Look at this spore drive! Like, no. No, fuck you. Fuck you. Make something in the future. Stop trying to go in the past and remake every fucking thing. Enterprise tried. It failed. There's a reason it failed. It, Yeah. It, well, and it wasn't because it was bad. It was because people didn't care about the past. They wanted it to go forward. It it mostly, you know, they had so much potential with Enterprise. Mm. They could have they could have showed how the Enterprise encountered all of the civilizations we were already familiar with, and that would have been interesting. Instead, they went with, oh, let's just show these new just new races we've never heard of before and why haven't we heard of them because enterprise takes place in the past so My we should have heard secret? of them Pond's and then the time war the yay time lord not time lords i'm sorry but time travelers and the time war lame super lame yeah they had some fantastic characters that i really liked and their Mirror Universe episode was really on point, but that's the uh, only one out of the I've entire seen, series. I've seen those. I also enjoyed the Borg episode because it was done well. Yeah, yeah. It, it kept internal consistency, but uh, it's just, I, I'm not hopeful. I, Having seen some clips from Discovery, I have no actual desire to watch it anymore because I was willing to give it a pass because it's a little darker. 
but it's darker and it has a stupid tech that's never referenced again. It's like, no, you know what? I don't want to watch this because I'm probably not going to enjoy it. I'm just going to yeah, I avoid it. And then if someone happen if someone happened to see it for free, cool. Maybe I enjoy it. Maybe I don't. I ain't paying money for it. This is why I haven't seen Discovery yet, so I don't really have anything to say about it yet. See, um, I love Discovery. Yeah, I... but you like darker things. That's, that's I why I think you don't like some of the, the uh, CW stuff for superheroes, because yeah. it's not always darker, especially The Flash and Supergirl, because those are way the opposite spectrum of what I think you want. Yeah. And so Arrow, you... I think, was CW for you. What do you like about it, Gonzo? I do like that it's a more mature setting. Um, I do like that all the characters aren't your typical characters in a Star Wars, a Star Trek show. Um, it's not this, hey, we're going out to rescue the world, and we're always going to be safe, and we're always going to be right, and we're always going to have everything go our way. And uh, our captain is always going to seduce the sexy alien. Correct. I, I, I like it because I like the darker. I like the more mature. I like... I mean, it still, it still is with the typical Star Trek theme of, you know, space travel and finding things out and everything. But, I mean, the captain is great. The characters are, excuse me, really good. I really, really like it. With that being said, I'm concerned about Quentin Tarantino being the director of Star Trek. Oh my uh, god, I just saw DT's comment uh, Enterprise failed because people didn't have faith in the heart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, was, oh I was trying to call attention to it. It's terrible, but You're that's awesome. All. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm kind of on the fence with John. Um, okay, Quentin Tarantino's great one. See, to me, I hated Kill Bill. I hated Kill Bill with a passion. But I like some of his other stuff. My biggest issue is I don't know if he can see into what Star Trek is and make it a Star Trek movie or if he's going to do a Quentin Tarantino movie, you know, in space. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like it depends on if if he's a Star Trek fan. Like, is he a Star Trek fan? Because he might be able to pull something out if he... If he's a fan of Gene Roddenberry's vision of the future, Correct. then he might be able to do something really amazing with it. And that's what I'm hoping happens. I think he is a fan, but as soon as they said rated R, I knew he wasn't going to do something that is viable for Gene Roddenberry's future. I, 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 mean, I feel it's... like it's, it's all Japanese blood spurts. You know, the arterial spray. I feel there's like that's, no the, that's why it's rated R. And, you know, I There's no reason that. ever for a Star Trek or a Star Wars movie, something that is, you want a wide range of people coming to be rated R. There's no reason. I see, that, that's what I'm kind of concerned about, is that it's rated R. What's going to push it into the R rating? Uh, is it going to be the violence? Is it going to be the language? Is it going to be the blood? What's going to push it over into the R rating? I feel like it's going to be the arterial blood spray. It's going to be like Klingons or some other alien, uh, you know, at war. There's going to be fights. There's going to well, be blood Cosmic Scotty probably brings up that it might be because of nudity. That's I mean, fine, but none of those things belong in Star Trek. Might Not be nudity. one of them. Star Trek you know, was the, 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 the beacon of how do we do a sex scene? Captain Kirk and the lady? 
<laughs> they're getting interested. They're kissing. Next thing you know, he's there putting his boots on. Did you see what happened? Nope. Did you need to see? You know what? Nope. If if they were doing it on HBO present day, Captain Kirk would absolutely be getting those nude scenes with mm. the chicks with their tits out. He'd be down yeah, in those movies. Absolutely, they would be doing that. Orion slave girls, tits everywhere. Green tits everywhere. Yeah. That's how it would be in Gene Roddenberry's universe today. And if he, <laughs> and he'd be rolling over in his grave if he was in a grave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm optimistic, but I'm concerned. How about that? I, I'm concerned for the R rating, but I'm optimistic because I, I want a really good Star Trek show. I want Star Trek to come back in in, in the way it was, but I'm not sure if he's going to be able to bring it back the way it was and still keep within it. They, I feel... they can't bring it back. They can't bring yeah. it back the way it was because it's too prosaic now. But yeah, here's it's, it's, you need you need Cersei Lannister, Game of Thrones, all of that bullshit. It, yeah. it is a bit. It is a big statement on society that we're it, we're not we can't do Star Trek anymore because it's not enough. It's not over the top. That's all boring shit. That's what people be saying. There's no tits or violence or anything. Yep. And missing and I, the entire you know point of it, which is sad. I agree with you 100%, John. I do. I totally agree with you that, in my heart, Star Trek is always like 1967. Mm -hmm. James Kirk, <laughs> Captain Even McCoy, if you go Next you know, Gen. Scotty. You know. Next Gen was pretty true to Star Trek, too. I'll give a pass to that. And yeah. while I enjoy the heck out of these new Star Trek movies... They're a little way. They're way more actiony than Gene Roddenberry would have wanted. Though I still feel like they're trying. Yeah. And Quentin Tarantino is like, that says to me, we're not trying anymore. He said we want to do this. He's a big name. We just want to get butts in seats. Well, I have to see. I, I, I'm going to give it a shot, and depending on what we see, uh, no, I don't. I, shot. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it needs an R rating, though. That's my thing. No. So. And uh, was it Hinton B says if that there's if you compare... full frontal nudity, full frontal nudity, that's it, you know. But today, in today's world, that's how it has to be. Is you've got to have some tits because otherwise, people aren't gonna, you know, they're not gonna pay the price. And Hinton B says a good thing to, to end this on. He says you compare it to Sam Raimi directing Spider Man. Oh my God! War fest, but he's able to tone it down and make give us a decent Spidey flick. Thank you. Absolutely exactly. True. I but love Sam Raimi. The Raimi I don't, brothers. I don't trust. I don't trust Quentin Tarantino to do that. I don't he think he's. I think he's. Answer. He's too much. He's. I think what he makes, he's too egotistical to to make that work right. And you know, everyone's got faults, and I'm not going to fault him for it. it. Makes him make the movies he does. He's so enamored with the pop culture and all this stuff. I don't think he can get past it to make a good Star Trek movie. Do I want to be proven wrong? I absolutely want to be proven wrong. I don't expect to be, though. I I will see it regardless. And uh, so uh, that, that's my I think story. the biggest statement Star is Trek that I... Movie and I will go see it because it's a Star Trek movie. And I feel the same way about Star Wars. So I, I think the biggest statement is I won't just go see it. <laughs> All right. I, I love... So I will, I will let you know how it is, John. Fair enough. Alright, so we're all on the fence on this. I'm optimistic, but <laughs> caution. Kathy's going to go see it, and John's two tears in a bucket. Fuck it, I'm not going to go see it. 
<laughs> That's where I'm at. <laughs> That's fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, with that said, guys, uh, our show's wrapping up. Uh, if y'all could do us a huge favor, uh, please go to Facebook, like us on Facebook, go to Patreon, check out our uh, levels. If there's something that seems that you can do to help us out, we really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you like us on YouTube, like us on Twitch, subscribe to each one of them. Everyone we get helps us out a lot. Um, it really, really helps us. We're trying to build a, a little bit better here, um, okay. and we're getting there. So if you Throw could, please. Throw some feedback our, our, our way, like any feedback you want. Constructive criticism is always good. I don't care if you're like, well, you guys are shit, but if you did this, you'd be better. That's still constructive. I'm down with it. Yes. Hit me with yes. it. Yes. And like I said, if there's something you want to see or something you want us to talk about, uh, something you want to be part of, let us know. We don't have a problem. Uh, we do this because we like doing it. And we like hearing from y'all. And we love seeing people in the chat getting involved with us while we're podcasting. Yep. With that, guys, uh, I think that's another wrap. What do you say? That's another episode done. Absolutely. That is a wrap. All right. Next week will be our Christmas episode, holiday episode, whatever you want to call it. Uh, We'll have some special stuff done. Kathy has to wrap uh, Wild Wild West by Will Smith uh, on our holiday episode. I have not. Maybe we'll have to see. We'll have it's to more see. More likely, that'll be the start of the new year. New year, new wild wild ah, west. There we new go. Year. Best makes a fool of herself in the new year. Well, so. best to get that out of the way right away. <laughs> you only do it once. <laughs> I might keep it up there twice. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we appreciate you listening and hanging out with us for this umpteen amount of time. Uh, make sure everybody has a good night. Uh, for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Thank you so much for listening. If you aren't dancing, you're wrong. Do I get to eat my popcorn while making sounds chewing now? Yes, you can. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I had kind of a shitty connection tonight. I'm okay. I felt like I paused a few times when I didn't need to. Somehow I'm not drunk. <laughs> we gotta work on that next time. <laughs> I wish I could see this game. Oh my god. I mean, I wouldn't drive, but I wouldn't class myself as drunk. Hello, I haven't even finished my drink yet. Slackers. <laughs> <laughs>